Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. What's up, Gym Lords? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. My name is Bree. I will be your host today, and I'm here with Emmanuel from Easy Fit Personal Training in Metuchen, New Jersey. What's up, Emmanuel? How are you today? Hey, I'm, I'm great. Thanks for asking. Absolutely. Thank you for taking the time to join us today. I appreciate it. Oh, my pleasure. All righty. So let's jump right into the details here. How did you get started in personal training and what made you want to own your own business? Well, uh, I've had a passion for fitness uh, since a young age, you know, uh, starting with calisthenics, moving on to weight training. And, um, you know, I worked a lot of different jobs, you know, as um, a teen and young adult, and it just wasn't satisfying, and I didn't like working for people. So I figured, why not become a coach and, um, you know, be my own boss and uh, help people, you know, transform at the same time. Yes, absolutely. Awesome. So wanting to be your own boss was kind of the main driver there, and then to, to help people transform as well. So... Yeah. Now, what does your business model look like? How do you structure things? Are we doing one-on-one sessions, semi-privates, any group classes? How does that work for you? So, yeah, all the above, mostly mostly one-on-one, um, schedule permitting, and if opportunities arise, um, I do semi-privates and small groups. Uh, out, outside of my facility and, you know, in parks and, and whatnot or pl- places clients want to go. Uh, but at this point, it's primarily one-on-one. Okay, so mostly one-on-one. And is this your full-time job? Do you have another job as well? Or is this, this is your full-time job? This is it. Love mm-hmm. it. Awesome. Cool. Okay, so now how many clients are you currently serving? Right now, I have about 15 active, about five, you know, uh, on standby or on breaks or out of town. Okay. Yeah. All right. So 15 active clients. And are they on reoccurring memberships or are they on packages? How do you structure things as far as a membership goes? They pay monthly, depending on uh, how the frequency of their training, one, two to three days, sometimes four or five, but okay. mostly three days a week. Mm-hmm. So they, they would pay for the 12 sessions monthly. Okay. Okay. So, so they're doing 12 sessions a month typically on average and they're paying a monthly rate and is there any type of agreement there for a certain amount of months or is it just on a month-to-month basis it's it's on a month-to-month basis okay all right and how are you going about acquiring new clients um i'm pretty organic you know uh, always prospect always prospecting you know uh word of mouth mm-hmm. just um striking up conversations, giving my card out, you know, you know, trying to always trying to see where, where I can, uh, you know, get somebody in. Um, also Google ads and uh, social media as well. 
Okay. All right. And are you doing organic outreach on Facebook and Instagram as well? Just kind of like sparking up conversations with people. How do you go about getting people in front of you? Yeah. Sparking up conversations, you know, always being on the lookout for somebody that might need help, um, answering any, answering any questions people have, you know, people, people know about me, they find out about me, they ask me to help them or they ask me advice. And, uh, you know, I try to get them in for an assessment and, and go from there, you know, let them know what I have to offer and, uh, and, and go from there try to get them to sign up. Right. Absolutely. Okay. And you mentioned Google ads a little bit. So were you running paid advertising through Google for a little bit? Yeah, I, I still am. I, I okay. Run, yeah. Okay. And are you seeing good returns on that? So far, yeah. So far, yeah. Um, I started just recently uh, within the last couple of months. And uh, it's paid dividends. It's definitely, it's, it's definitely increased business for what I spend. My, my budget isn't that high yet. Um, I probably will increase it. But for what, for what my budget is, it's definitely paid off. Yeah. Okay. That's good. Now, how many new faces are you seeing per month on average, would you say? I'd say since I started running, running the ads, uh, at least, at least one or two. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And typically when, I'm sorry, go ahead. Yeah. I brought in about three, three new clients since, since I started running the ads. Okay. And typically when somebody gets in front of you, are they signing up for a membership? What is your conversion rate like? Uh, so I'd say maybe one out of four. Are okay. 25%. Yeah. Okay. And what does your sales process look like? So when somebody comes in, shows interest in what you're doing in training with you, how do you get to know them, their goals, kind of walk me through that process. Sure. So uh, they come in and, you know, I have some, I have some paperwork that I go through with them. You know, first I, I just, I ask them, you know, what brought them here, what their, their fitness goals are in general, you know, they'll tell me what their goals are. And then I'll, I'll, I'll ask them questions to kind of get a, a better picture of what they need, you know, mm -hmm. based on their, their history and their experience, their diet, their, their medical history, uh, you know, their, their, their uh, strengths and limitations, you know, then I'll run them through some movement assessments and give them a, a body composition test, you know, okay. log, log all that in and, and, you know, let them know that, you know, I'm, I'm logging it in so that, you know, in about 60, 60 to 90 days, we can have some baseline measurements to show results with. Right. You know, and then um, I put them through a little sample workout to kind of show them like um, what it would be like and, 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 and how, you know, we'll hit, you know, we'll focus on, you know, what they want and what they want to do. And then, then I'll sign them up after that. Got it. Okay. So you're kind of running them through a diagnostic process to address exactly what it is that they're looking for. 
exactly. rather than just selling a package, you're kind of selling them to exactly what they need. Exactly what they need. Cust yeah. customer. Right. Absolutely. That's huge. Now is nutrition. I know you mentioned going over nutrition a little bit. Is nutrition a part of what you do as well? Is that included in the training or is that separate so, or not, not in there? Yeah. I mean, that, that comes with it to an extent, you know, I'm mm -hmm. not a nutritionist or a dietitian. Um, I do have knowledge of, you know, you know, counting, counting macros and like what to eat and, and how best to for someone to like improve their diet i can give them advice and i can kind of guide them in the right direction mm -hmm. um <clears throat> i don't it's not uh comprehensive you know i, I do have like a meal plan i can give them mm -hmm. but um i don't like promote myself as being a nutritionist or having like nutrition as a major component you know although i i am there to to guide them in it. Okay. All right. Yeah. So it's not really uh, something that's included too much. It's kind of like if they need help, then you'll give them help, some direction, uh, but it's not super specific. Right. It's 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 not super specific because I, uh, I I can't really provide enough to really say that I'm I'm giving that as part of like their plan. Mm -hmm. you know? Got it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So now one thing that I always love to ask about with every business owner that I speak with is what are some of the bottlenecks that you're experiencing in the business right now, or the main bottleneck that's kind of holding you back from really getting to where you want to be? Hmm. Uh, I, I'd say, I say volume isn't, wasn't where I needed to be yet mm -hmm. at this point. Uh, I have some hours that I can fill up and uh, that's, that's what's holding me back from feeling confident enough to go brick, brick and mortar, Yeah, you know, to take on a, a big lease and all that. Mm -hmm. Like uh, I could, I could afford it, you know, but is it, I mean, like, is it going to like go as planned right away and you know, and, and kind of like, is the momentum going to be enough to like make it profitable and and not right. like get myself into a situation where I'm not ready for yet? Right. Mm -hmm. you know I mean? So like, I feel like if I can increase my volume just just a little bit more, then I can kind of like get into a bigger space and just really hustle to to make it work. Right. Okay. So now, how many members do you think? or clients rather, do you need to feel more comfortable taking that next step? Uh, I feel like, I'm not sure about how many clients I need, but like, I feel like maybe, so if I'm doing like 30, 30 hours a week here, I feel like at 50 hours, a week with cancellations, I could, I could feel, feel comfortable enough, enough to do it. Cause it right. I mean, you can't, I don't really go by how many clients because it all depends on how often they're training and how much or little they're canceling. You know what I mean? So I'd say if I can like solid, solidly, even if I could solidly have 40 booked 40 hours a week, like with cancellations, like maybe 50, 
booked, but like, you know, it's always a bunch of cancellations. So I'd say after 40 after the fact, I think I could, I could justify, uh, you know, finding a space, uh, retail space for myself. Right. Okay. And now what is your plan to increase volume? I know you said you're kind of, you're doing some organic outreach, you're doing some Google ads. Um, how are you planning to increase the volume of people in front of you so that you can get to that goal? <clears throat> I've been looking into uh, some of these uh, trainer, trainer client matching services like uh, Thumbtack and Find Your Trainer. Mm -hmm. I'm trying, I'm trying that out, uh, without much success so far, but, uh, I think that's one way if I can find the right platform, uh, also, uh, increasing, increasing social media. I've been working on, on that, trying to um, get my Instagram out there a little more, maybe start advertising a little more on Facebook and Instagram mm -hmm. and just pounding the pavement. And, um, I think it's, it's going to take time. Um, there's always more I can do, but I feel like in time with, 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 with my hustle, I'll get where I need to be. Absolutely. Okay. So ideally in an ideal world, what is the timeline on that? I to actually being by, in a facility. So definitely by, by next year, by next year, what, what whatever it takes, it's, mm -hmm. I'm going to, I'm going to be in my own facility. Absolutely. And uh, yeah, I also want to, I, I want to, I, oh, I forgot to mention, I, I want to get it. I want to get to a place where I, I actually need help where I actually have more clients than I can handle on my own. Right. And bring in, a, you know, I can bring in sort of like an intern or a mentee kind of trainer or a coach to like, kind of like, uh, assimilate them into the, you know, into my business. And, um, then I, f I feel like when I have, enough clients for myself and one employee, then that'll be enough momentum to like continue to grow. Right. You know? Absolutely. And once you get into the facility itself, are you looking to keep it just personal training and, and small groups? Or are you looking to do anything else in the facility? At, at this, uh, to, to start with, yeah, I do want to, I just, I do want to have it personal training. Um, I would like to at some point have like a real function, a real functional space, you know, for like, um, sort of like, uh, not just a traditional, you know, li uh, lifting gym, but more like, uh, more on the side of like strong man and like, and, and turf functional kind of movement, you know, training to, mm -hmm. to, to make it more, to make it more fun for people and more, um, practical and more helpful right. in like everyday everyday situations you know like that's that's the kind of training I, I like you know like for myself like I, I lift pretty much but um lately I've been like doing a lot more functional stuff and I, yeah. I think it's it's really exciting and it's, it's it's really fun and it brings people in right yeah absolutely and it kind of can separate you from some of the other facilities you know if you have something that maybe another facility doesn't offer. So that's right. always a big piece of that. Okay, and now one thing that I also love to ask everybody that I speak with is if you could provide a piece of advice to somebody who is considering doing their own thing, going their own way, starting their own business, what would that be? 
Um, take take the opportunities when they present themselves. You know, uh, the the way I was able to do it is that the gym I was working for, which was a commercial gym, mm -hmm. was they were um, overhauling the gym and turning it into a luxury club, and okay. um, I. I, I bought all the equipment that I could fit in to my space from my boss. And uh, it was a big investment that I couldn't really afford. I basically cleared out my savings and I literally bought so much commercial equipment that I had to, you know, like rent a U-Haul and, and drive it all the way, you know, down here to Jersey from New York City. And uh, whatever I didn't, whatever I couldn't fit or couldn't use, I sold. And whatever I could fit and use, I turned. I turned my garage into a beautiful, beautiful gym that I, like everyone loves. Like it's my space. It's my personal haven. It's like my man cave, and it's a place where my clients they they really enjoy coming. I have everything that they need, and it's really beautiful. And um, it's been a um, a pri uh, what is it? What's the term a project of, of passion or uh, yeah. <laughs> something like that and like yeah that's and that's that's what I did and that's what got me to where I am now you know little by little so I kind of phased out the commercial gym to work, working for someone and I and moved in and moved on to uh just working for my strictly working for myself you know right I also Absolutely. do remote I, that's so this down here is my this is where I do my remote sessions which is, um, that's what kept me going through, through lockdown, actually. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So are those through uh, Zoom that you're doing sessions? Or are you doing still one-on-one yeah, -on -one yeah. sessions with people just through Zoom? Uh, with Zoom, it's, 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 yeah, I have more, more group, more group stuff because uh, I'm not limited with space. Right. Still mostly one-on-one. -on -one. Sat down here with, uh, for a year straight. I basically turned into someone with a desk job, which I never thought. Yeah, <laughs> right. Crazy, yeah. But it, yeah, but I, I I made it through, man. I, I actually thrived during that. That's awesome. Were you actually able to grow during that? Because a lot of people who were offering online services did actually grow through the pandemic. So did you experience that as well? Oh yeah, absolutely. Because the uh, clients that I picked up remote, um, I still have. So it's like uh, I, I split my time between between the physical and between the physical facility and, and the remote uh, sessions. Right. I'm always up and down, up and down. <clears throat> Absolutely. Yeah. And that's great, too, because it provides another stream of revenue and right. also offer. Um, what am I trying to say here? It doesn't limit you as far as the people that you can serve just Absolutely. because of where they're located. Because when you're completely remote, obviously you can serve people from literally anywhere. So that that's huge as far as acqu acquiring clients goes as well. Absolutely, yeah, I have, I have clients all over the country. Um, mm -hmm. I, I've had clients in other countries before. Right now I don't, but um, I, I have all over the world clients. That's amazing. And now, as far as retention goes, are clients typically sticking with you for a long period of time once they sign up for your memberships? What's the typical kind of lifespan? Yeah, they stay. They stay. The clients, uh, the clients I've 
I've uh, my my core clientele has been with me since since day one since since I uh, I opened this this up. That's awesome. So that's yeah. That's what keeps. That's what those are who pay the bills. There's always uh clients that leave. Not many though. Most of them stay for long long term. I uh yeah. I haven't I haven't had many. I haven't had many leave. Most of them stay long term at this point. Like the clients that are that are most of my most of my clients that I have are the ones that have been here. Perfect. That's awesome. And that provides a solid foundation for you to build off of uh, to grow to the point where you can open that facility. And I'm sure that those people that have been with you for from the start, you're going to be so excited to see you move into that facility. Yeah, absolutely. That's awesome. Very cool. All right. So now as we start to wrap up here, where can the listeners find you on social media? Uh, easy fit personal training, the letter E, the letter Z fit personal training uh, on Instagram, Facebook, and uh, the website is uh, also the same easy fit personal training.com. All righty, perfect, pretty straightforward. So Emmanuel from easy fit personal training in Metuchen, New Jersey. Thank you so much for taking the time to join us. It's been Thank awesome you. having you on the show today. Likewise. Thank you so much. Absolutely. And to all of the listeners out there, make sure that you subscribe so that you will be updated on future episodes of the show. In the meantime, keep killing it out there and we will catch you on the flip side. Jim Lord out. Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer and make more money, Head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free leave your credit card at home consultation with one of our business consultants. You see here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now let's head into the next interview. Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to gym owners who are in the trenches, doing work, changing lives in their area. I'm your host, Dominic. I'm here with my guests, Gordon, Dustin, and Natalie, owners of Fitness Fanatics in Bridgeville, Pennsylvania. How are you all doing today? Great. We're doing awesome. How are you? I'm doing great. I didn't mess up the name of the gym or any of your names, so we're we're just going to rock and roll from there. I mean, good start. We're at 100%. (laughs) Uh, so let's, uh, let's talk about you guys. Let's talk about the gym. It's fitness fanatics. What are you all about there? Tell me what kind of services do you offer? What's your personality as a facility, as a business? Well, fitness fanatics is about fun. Um, we're fanatical about fitness. We love fitness. Um, as a training facility, we try and make people feel as most comfortable as they possibly can. There's a lot of intimidation out there, especially with the past two years, People are feeling not great about themselves. So when they come into Fitness Fanatics, we like to have um, a great feel, a great vibe. We like to have the music going. Um, we just like to make pe- people feel comfortable. And once they settle in and they feel comfortable, fitness usually flourishes. Fit happens, as we say around here. Fit happens. So that's I like that. Fit happens. Yeah. I hope you have that on a t-shirt. Yep, exactly. Fit happens. Um, our logo, we changed it. There's a running man. Our logo, we changed it to a pineapple, which is generally the sign of being welcome. So we just like to have a great time and have people get fun and fit happens. That's that's just basically what we're about. 
And we're, we're kind of sandwiched between a few of the big box gyms, mm-hmm. uh, one in this plaza and the one right down the road. So uh, it, 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 the intimidation factor, we try to be welcoming and you come in and you realize you're, you're part of a family. You're part of a, you know, everybody here. Uh, there's no, there's nothing intimidating about coming in. We have, well, for example, Dustin and Gordon, their father and son, which started back as training clients many, many years ago, right? So now here we are all together um, as a fitness fanatics family, but we have a lot of husbands and wives. We have a lot of dads and daughters. Um, You take some of our group exercise classes when we have them, um, you look around and you see, uh, you know, moms and daughters, you see dads and, you know, family members here. So that's what I think is kind of unique as opposed to a big box gym. Um, we've always been a studio gym, even prior owners. It was always just sort of a studio facility. Our clients call us the cheers of the fitness industry because everybody knows your name. I, I like that that reference. If if you're listening to this and you know about cheers, you're a little too young. Look it up on the internet, but that's a great <laughs> reference. I almost wanted to say that I feel like I'd want to. <laughs> If I went to your gym, I'd probably call you guys fitness fanatics instead of fitness fanatics. Oh. Um, <laughs> but you know, it's like fun addicts. So if you want to steal that, that's, go a, that's good. I love that. I like that. Um, so yeah, it sounds like it really is that family feel, the the welcoming nature of it. And as you said, you've been a studio gym, you know, since long before you guys took over of it. Um, and that's one of the things that I, I don't want to get lost in the kind of in the, in the banter here. You do offer open club membership, but you, you have a big focus on training on higher value services that are even getting clients, you know, um, you know, more results than they'd get on their own. Right. That's a big, a big avenue that you, you go down there. Well, I think the training part is um, personal training has been my baby. I could, I can teach group exercise. I've taught cycling classes and group exercise classes. I mean, I go way back to the eighties, a group exercise when we were wearing leg warmers and exercise belts and leotards. And I have no idea why, but that's what we <laughs> used to do. That's what we used to wear. Right. So Olivia but, and John did it. it. Right. And Jane Fonda, maybe, I don't right. know, but that's, but that's how you had to go to, if I can, back in the day, Bally's, Scandinavia, or Scandalnavia, depending on if you remember the 80s, Scandalnavia. Well, that's where I met my husband, so who knows? But we're still together, so it's all good. He was in sales, I was a group exercise instructor. We're still together, it works out. But um, through the course of the industry, I just feel that, um, you know, you have to have that personal niche with people. You have to motivate them, um, you kind of have to be warm and fuzzy on the outside, but at the end of the day, I believe that people are coming to you for results and results different from A to Z. Some people's results are that they just need to get up and they have to come into the gym and exercise. Some people like this gentleman, we took him from, oh, I'm just going to start jogging. We trained him to run a marathon. You know, his first five uh, was a 10K. Okay, now we're going to train for the marathon. Really? Yep. Well, how many marathons later we have a marathon runner? who is now an owner of a fitness facility. So I think that personal training is our baby. And that's an area that um, will never go away. I mean, we could have it on Zoom. We can have it um, on videos. But the personal connection with people, I think, is where that's my passion. And I love to see people. I love to see people grow. And they grow in many different directions in the fitness business. But personal training is, is a need that people... Um, some of the people don't realize that they want, they need, but eventually they come in here and they realize, oh, this is something that I need. 
And then from a business standpoint, like I said, since we're sandwiched between these other big box gyms, you, the only way to differentiate yourself, you can't, you're not going to compete with them on price. That's not at all what we want to do. We want to be that personal connection, uh, which you don't get in those facilities. So um, it's nice that they can come. They have these other options, but they come here because of that personal connection. And they might be paying a little bit of, as far as a club membership fee. They're paying a little bit of an of an up fee or an upcharge, if that's how you refer to it. But at the same time, it's kind of a catch-22 for us because some of the members are coming in and they're like, oh my gosh, it's great here. I don't need to wait in line for anything. I can come in here. It's small. I can. I don't need to wait for a treadmill. I don't need to wait for the, the pull-downs machine or the seated row machine or the rowing machines. I can just kind of get on. And then being that we have that family nature is that it's, hey, Dustin, you know what? Can I just sneak in a rep here? It's never like, it's not like this is my equipment and I'm using it for three reps and my buddies are going to use it for, for three sets or whatever. We all can sort of work in amongst each other. So we're, um, it's a very kind atmosphere too amongst the clientele that comes in, which I think is really important. And people like that feel, you know. And I think even, you know, you guys being in the suburbs of Pittsburgh, you know, it, it you want to keep a small town feel when you're not in a big city. And I think those, the big box gyms, always tend to have a little bit more of a big city feel and they run on that model of we don't want all of our clients to come in and use it. And, and I'm not going to get on a soapbox on different models, having different, you know, from a business standpoint, I get it, but where you guys are looking for your clients, whether they're in training or just have a club membership to show up one, two, three, four times a week and actually use their membership. You're not hoping they sign up and forget about you. Right. Exactly. No, and they have the option too, which um, before um, we, they, every client, every client or customer who comes in here, whether it's a club member or whatever, they have, all have their own code to come in the door. So they can come in Sunday night at six, seven o'clock, eight o'clock at night. They can come in as early as five o'clock in the morning. So they can come in and use this facility. And I just had one of my clients say, oh my gosh, I've been trying to encourage him to come in and do extra, extra cardio work. And he's like, well, 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 finally, you know, this weekend I saw him and I saw him on Monday to train him. And he was like, oh my gosh, it was so nice. I come in here Sunday morning early. Nobody was in here. It was great. It was quiet. And he goes, then when I was leaving, he goes, you know, another crowd came in, but, um, people are starting to after like i said it's taken two years um but people are starting to realize the benefit of this small studio and what we have here to offer yeah and so you bring up the last two years and that's that's probably going to be the thing that um is, is going to be a lot of the heart of the story about you all so give me a little bit of the background i think um you know if i have this right Dustin and Gordon, you were clients of the old ownership. Natalie was your trainer. So you've been in the ecosphere of fitness fanatics for a long time. How did the opportunity come up? How were you aware of it? And how did you get yourselves together to say, we want this thing. We're going to do it. Gordon? <laughs> the, the previous owner decided to retire. She had enough and her husband had opened a business in Florida and she wanted to be more with him than in Pittsburgh. So they had looked to try and sell. That wasn't going well. They were going to liquidate. And Dustin had always wanted to open a gym at our facility, at our manufacturing facility for the employees. And that was uh, a difficult thing to try and locate and pull off. And I had actually finished a workout and was in the shower and my light bulb went off and I said, why don't we just buy this? And it's right up the street from our manufacturing plant. 
And I just think that's a tremendous benefit for our employees. And on a selfish level, it's tremendous benefit to the company because if we have fit, healthy employees, we have less time off, we have less injuries. If we prevent one back injury, we pay for everything. Right. You yeah, took, no, took corporate wellness to the next level there. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And, and mentioned that just the last two years, we, we don't talk about as a society enough how important health is to fighting illness and sickness, right? And so to, to also help, that was not a part of the thought whatsoever, obviously, in the beginning of 2020, but it ended up being a, a good thing as well that now we can help promote good, healthy habits. Yeah. And it's, it's twofold, right? One is people who are in better physical condition and lowers their risk factor for complications from a bunch of illnesses, not just that which we shall not name, um, but also people's mental health, right? We've seen, you know, all these statistics come out about how much it's affected people to not be able to go and get that physical exercise. And especially, you know, you guys are in an area where it gets kind of cold, so you can't be year round exercising. You know, some people just, you know, they don't even want to walk outside when it's, you know, it, Pittsburgh winter can be a little bit a little challenging for that. Um, so mental health and, and physical health are big things. So um, from a business standpoint, um, I think there's two ways that we can look at this. So Natalie, you were inside the business operating as a trainer. So you knew what the nuts and bolts looked like. And then uh, Dustin Gordon, you were clients, um, but also operating another business. So you had a business background to know, you know, how to look at balance sheets, how to look at the overall health of a business, whether you're selling, you know, fitness or woodworking products or whatever widget. So how did those, how did those skill sets and experiences come together to say, well, we do want a gym and this one's for sale, but this is actually also right. Obviously timing pandemic, you couldn't have predicted, but until the pandemic happened, how did it look right to you? How did you know that it was the you know, the business that you wanted to actually, you know, sign your name on the dotted line for? You know, I think the number one, the, the clientele here was was a, a very long-standing clientele. So you had a lot of a lot of history. Um, the the base was already there. So it wasn't, you weren't starting from scratch, uh, trying to build up a, a name, a brand, um, this, this decent clientele, very dedicated clientele as well. Uh, we're sitting in this office and we're looking at uh, uh, posters with photos from marathons and parties and things like that from decades over the last two decades of, of the old owners. Uh, so it's a nice little piece of history. Um, what I've realized though, in the last two years is we run a, a very much a business to business, uh, business, uh, and this is a very business to consumer business, obviously, boy, are they different. Uh, there's a lot of things that you have to do differently in marketing and sales that we don't have to do on the other side of it. Um, it's, it's been a, uh, eye-opening experience, we'll call it, uh, to some of the things that we need to do differently for this business than we do on the other one. Um, and and like Natalie said, it's taken about two years. I finally feel like we're now in a spot to really make some strides. Um, and it was also um, too, although um, the other business owner um, had her clientele and I was working in there as an independent training these guys and other clients and when she would go away or she needed help, I would step up to the plate and take care of her clients. So her clients had a point of reference with me and they were comfortable. But when there was that, you know, oh my gosh, we have these people who were familiar with her taking over there. It it's been taking 
up until I say, because of the pandemic and all those things, it's taken up until I would say probably the last couple months where they're really, they're really trusting in me because I didn't get to see them, but they're really trusting as me. Is she, is she going to be there when I say she's going to be there? Is she really going to, she says she's going to put a workout, workout together for me. So they, we had that, I think within that two years, which I think would have happened sooner because we had, you know, I was taking everybody on Zoom, but Zoom is different than being live. Zoom is, um, you know, in a way it's easier, but in a way it's, it's more challenging, but it seems finally, I feel that going into 22, it's like, what are we going to do in 22? Like, it's not what we're not going to do. It's like, what are we going to do? And I think like Dustin said, his business was his, what he had an eye-opening experience realizing that this business is a little bit different. And I think um, we're starting to see what we need to do and what we're able to do. And now we also have the trust of the existing clients a little bit more with me. It's just like anything, you know, they're, take, they're familiar with me, but how familiar are they? And now that trust level is there. In this industry, especially on a per, from a personal training standpoint, is so referral and uh, basis, right? And relationship based that, um, that, that now having that trust should help build more and more clientele that way as well. Yeah, absolutely. So um, for just for frame of reference, um, and I don't want to beat this pandemic course too much, but just so that our listeners get an idea for your area, what did it look like as far as, um, you know, shutdowns, length of time that you couldn't have in-person clients and, you know, were there, I know you, you already mentioned you pivoted, you did as much as you could through Zoom. Um, so big questions are, you know, how long would you say you, you went through different shutdowns and are you currently under any sort of restrictions? So we, we closed on the business February 29th of 2020. Uh, March 17th, the governor came out and said all all non-essential businesses were to shut down. And we went, well, uh, we're, we're health and fitness. That's essential. And then a couple of days later went, no, no, it's not. And realized that we had to shut down as well. So that was probably March 20th. I think is when we finally truly were, okay, we, we closed, um, which allowed these guys to do a whole lot of renovations, which was great. But otherwise uh, it was probably not till June. June actually June 5th. It June was a 5th. Friday, June 5th. We, um, our my first client 7 a.m walked through the door yeah. yeah so two 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 and a half months yeah and then we had june july august september and then in december we had sort of about a month in december of 20 of night of 2020 to 2021 uh over the holidays was shut down and since then thankfully we've been able to stay open but even though during that i'll just tell you this because it was kind of it was very funny and it just goes to show the clientele that we have in here during the, that period that we were shut down I sort of reached out to some, um, you know, just some professionals and they said, well, you know, your personal training, sir, your personal training facility, but if you're a personal service center, you can still be open, right? Because we're, it's, we're not doing fitness. We're having, hosting a personal service or a personal service center. And so I called up clients and I said, Hey, listen, I said, would you like to come to your personal service center at your same appointment on Tuesdays and Thursdays at nine? I said, we're available. And they're like, sir, what, what do you, what, what do you mean? I thought you were close. And I'm like, well, we're a personal service center. So just come on in. You might want to park down the street in front of the grocery store a little bit and not bring a gym bag or anything like that. But just come on in your normal time and we'll, we'll keep you up and running. So we sort of closed the blinds a little bit. We had the front lights off and um, 
you know, I had one guy in particular, it was really funny. He's like, what do you mean? He's like, I have my gym bag. All my stuff's in my gym bag. And I'm like, you can't come in with a gym bag. I'm like, you just no gym bag. Like you're a guy, have your phone and your keys. That's all you need. So he came in with a paint bucket from Lowe's, with a paintbrush and all his stuff in the paint bucket. And we just like, we were just laughing. Like where there's a will, there's a way. And it just goes to show people didn't want us closed. People wanted us open. People needed it for their physical, their mental all kinds of stress was happening and it was a way that we could stay open. And I even said to them, I go, listen, I go, don't trip on anything because if you go down in the gym, I'm going to have to drag you out by the dumpster and then call 911 and just say, I found you with this guy laying out here by the dumpster. He wasn't in the gym working out. No. <laughs> so yeah. So we had that little bit of a, it was a holiday thing, but we worked our way through that too. Awesome. Awesome. So I love those stories of creativity and, uh, if any authorities are listen, listening, we're just kidding. This right. it's, a, it's a personal service center. We're a personal okay. service center. Okay, so now um, are you under any capacity restrictions? Is it just, you know, mask mandate? What are you, or are you guys just fully open? It's fully open at this point. I mean, yeah, we've got, masks are, are optional. Um, if you're, and we, uh, the group that we had here right before this, uh, there's one person wearing a mask and it's, uh, keep everybody as distance as possible, but it's, um, but she's, she's a new mom. She just had a baby 14 weeks ago. So, um, you know, she's just being a little bit cautious for herself. So, so we encourage that it's more of a personal choice in our, in our opinion. Awesome. Awesome. So anything that you did learn adjustments you made, anything that you did during the pandemic, that you're carrying out now into your general services, your offerings of the business, or you're leaving all that stuff behind and just going to the way you intended to run it? Um, I think up until, I think up until now, I think we just tried to make the current clientele feel as comfortable as possible. And I think that that was our initial goal when the, when the transition from the old owner to us took over, we, we Dustin sent out this great letter that just encouraging people to say, Hey, listen, you know, for the next year, things are just going to be as they are. We just tried to make them feel as comfortable as possible. And I think that that's what we've done up until then. And I think through figuring out where we're, where we need to go and what we need to do in 22, that um, we can start to move forward. We can start to, keep what we have because what we're have is working, but what can we do better to invite more people in here um, and let them know that we're here and what, let them know what we're about. I think that's what the future will hold. Yeah. And, and we were hesitant to bring on a whole lot of new clients or do a whole lot of advertising just because you didn't know what was going to happen with the pandemic. And if there was going to be another shutdown or, or because we had so many people that, that had a comfort level with each other here, if there was an influx of people, we didn't want to, to scare away a lot of the people that were already here. So now we're, we're doing more, uh, getting into some more marketing that we hadn't done before, outreach into the community, just trying to bring in, casting a wider net uh, in, the, in the, the, the small community that we're in. And even that, even the, I always go back to making the people feel com comfortable, um, like with the current clientele that we have right now, um, some of the Giffen, I said the Giffen interior crew were coming in and I, you know, I had some of my clients go, well, there was a guy here this morning and I'm like, you guys, I'm like, you need to remember. I'm like, they were invited in here and nobody can get in that front door unless they have a code. Mm -hmm. 
So you won't just, the door's just not open. Like anybody who comes in here is supposed to be here and it's a new face. And we're allowed, like, I have to reassure them, like, we're going to start to be seeing new faces and it's okay, but they're allowed in here because they have a code and we know who they are. You just haven't quite met them yet. And I'm like, reach out to them. They're great people. Like expand your community of just your hour of people who you're comfortable with. And so that's something too, that we can expand on and work on too. Yeah. And they're not used to new faces, but, no. new, but new faces is a good thing because that, that's the health of the organization. So, right. All right. So uh, to, to go from that, something that you guys have said a couple of times is what are we going to do in 2022? Um, so let's go a little bit more into that. Obviously, one of the things is wel welcoming some more people into the facility, uh, trying to entice some of the Giffen Interiors folks to come in, other people from the community. What other things do you have on your to-do list or even the your wish upon a star list? You know, I like to, I group things into two categories usually. Um, and it gets, it gets to be fun sometimes on the show. There's the, what I think is possible. And then uh, if I could wave a magic wand, what do I really want? So I like to spend a little bit of time in, in both of those camps uh, and see, you know, what you, you know, coming out of COVID, what 2022 looks like for you and what you think is going to happen, uh, what you're working on. We have a from my okay. standpoint, I think one of the biggest things we need to do is find one or two or three more Natalies, uh, <laughs> find additional trainers, because that really kind of is our business model. Quite frankly, we haven't found them. I know they have to be out there, but we're sure not uncovering them. We can't find people to instruct classes. Uh, it's just, I don't know whether they don't want to work, aren't comfortable with it, but that, that's my dream. We get instructors and trainers. Yeah, I don't know that they, I don't know you're going to find a whole lot more Natalie's. It sounds like that might be a, a needle in a haystack, but maybe, maybe some, some sub Natalie's or some Natalie light, you know, <laughs> but well, yeah, staffing is, is something that comes up, comes up a lot now, right? National labor shortage, a lot of people switching careers, things like that. But I think there's a light at the end of the tunnel, but Natalie, you're going to add something there. Well, I was just going to say, you know, those words are very complimentary. So thank you very much. But at the end of the day, when we talk about looking for trainers, um, as a trainer, it's nice to have other trainers because, you know, it's it's educational for me, like their background, like I'm old, I'm an old trainer, right? But like if we have a 30 some year old trainer in here, maybe their scope of practice has been somewhere else or specializing in a different area. So I want to create an atmosphere that's just like we have with our current clientele with trainers saying, hey, listen, you may love Dynabands and just train all your people with Dynabands and exercise bands. And I'm going to go, oh, gosh, I use those, but oh, I just learned from you. What can you learn from me? So I want a group of trainers that we can like mix and match and, you know, have different personalities and bring just a whole a whole nother level of fun to fun fanatics or fitness fanatics. So that's what I would like to see happen and not, and it's, I've always said, we need, I've always wanted to stress, it's a non-competitive, non, it's not an intimidating atmosphere. We, I want to be able to work with other people's work with other trainers and be like, you know what, you do your thing. I do my thing, but we can crisscross and learn from each other. Yeah. And I think that open-mindedness and willingness to see that, you know, other trainers who don't have the same methodology that you have or who may have something to offer you can all work so that everybody goes forward, elevates 
your experience as a trainer and an owner in the client's experience by getting, you know, different things that, you know, literally think outside the box, right? People from outside your four walls who, who may come in and, and add a new training methodology is something that can be, be adopted. So I think being open-minded to that is not always par for the course in these situations. So you're not pigeonholing yourself when it comes to finding those new trainers. Well, and I think at the end of the day, having that flexibility with other trainers or having the variety of trainers just adds another level of education to our clientele. You know, it gives variety for them. And I know that's why a lot of a lot of the clients just come into the facility, too, because, you know, the, the comments at home when I've been working out, I just do my bicep curls. I do my triceps. I do just the basic moves. And I'm just so bored where well, you come in here and there's every workout is different. You know, they just go, I shut my mind off and you just I, you just tell me where to go, how many reps to do. And I just follow your lead. And they like that variety. So I think, you know, finding new trainers, finding new instructions helps to build just a stronger base all the way around, not just for trainers, but for the, the clientele too. Yeah. As far as finding the trainers, um, where have you mostly looked? Have you tried to find, you know, clients, people who are in your ecosphere to try to entice them into becoming certified? Are you looking on online job boards? Are you trying to do things locally? Uh, what avenues have you explored so far for trying to find new trainers? I have put out a couple um, you know, ads here and there on Facebook. Mm -hmm. um, I've tried Indeed, which mm -hmm. both of those, no, I have a no response back. Well, no, I did have one response back from um, uh, Facebook. I've tried Indeed and I had absolutely no luck with the, on, on Indeed. It was kind of like, I don't know. It just wasn't a good experience. So I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> it, it's a big pond and sometimes, sometimes you catch fish, sometimes you catch an old boot. Right. Um, or, but, or moss. <laughs> or moss, things like that. Um, I don't know why the old boot reference came into mind. I feel like that was something that happened in cartoons in the in the 80s. But um, yeah, there are, you know, there are some some fitness specific, you know, job boards these days, some places where um you know, where trainers go to look, they post resumes, things like that. Obviously it's an in-person job. So you need people that are local, but, um, you know, as far as the scope of, of the podcast goes, definitely some resources there that we can try to, you know, I'll try to get you offline and, and we'll try to put in the show notes, but I want to, I want to hit a couple of other topics while we still have you to talk live here. So what else is on the agenda? You want to get more trainers, what other aspects of the business are you looking to grow or start? What other things uh, would you like to have going in 2022? Our physical space, so we said about 6,000 square feet, about half of that is training floor with machines, um, uh, all the normal equipment that you have. The back half is was at one point an indoor pool going back 20 some years ago that's been closed in. It's a, uh, we've got a, a spin uh, studio there that we can set up, but it's also a really big open square. So there's a whole lot of opportunity to be used in that back area uh, that is just getting completely underutilized right now. So to figure out how do we best utilize our space 
Well, and I think that goes into like we, I had a, a wellness, a wellness yoga seminar. I had a, one of my clients, daughter is a psychologist. So she came in and she taught, it was from nine until noon. It was all about wellness. So she, you know, we didn't, we didn't charge her for it because we figured it was a great way for us to help her and just to get our name out. It was just sort of a complimentary thing. Um, but she talked to, you know, she had the room was set up back there for her. She did a little bit of yoga, a little bit of, you know, how to reduce stress and mental. It was based basically a mental health seminar, which was great. So I would love to have more seminars like that. Um, my baby is personal training, but I think, um, which I've done in the past, we took a little bit of break with the holidays, but I will offer, you know, Saturdays, I will offer a four or six week Saturday, um, exercise class, core cardio and strength. So just to supplement, um, but not be, um, committed to it every single Saturday for, you know, 52 weeks out of the year, I will do it in chunks of like, this is a six week class, maybe focusing more on cardio, then we have a break. And then we do another four week class focusing on strength. So it'll be a supplemental class for the clients to come in to use. Awesome. So the, if I can uh, give a little bit of feedback here from what I'm getting uh, from other, other gym owners, industry-wide things like that, the two biggest bang for your buck uses that stand out for me that I see working, you know, right now, 2022 um, in the industry for spaces like that. One is this, this wave that the pandemic caused of semi-private training. So, you know, personal training usually looks like one-on-one, one-on-two group training. You know, usually there's this dead zone between 10 to 20 people, which is really weird um, but semi-private training, something like one, one trainer in four to six clients um, where they're, you know, they're paying less than personal training rates. Um, obviously, they're getting less attention. It's a little bit different, but it's not a rah-rah cheerleader, you know, just let's get sweaty with no intention type of class uh, where people will still pay. You know, we're seeing across the industry something from four to $700 a month to come to these semi-private sessions where they have their individual programming. And, and it doesn't mean that it's high intensity. It's not a, a wild hit class, but you know, Susie's doing her leg extensions or you know, working with dumbbells or kettlebells and things like that. But these you know, one-on-four to one-on-six sessions allow you to get a little bit more into that premium space and leverage time when you don't have enough trainers, right? There's only, you know, if you hire Bob off the street, he can only train so many clients a day. I know you're seeing a ton of appointments a week uh, and probably a lot of them are one-on-one or one-on-two, but, you know, a way that you can incentivize trainers is, hey, you can work four hours a day. You can make the same money that you might make coaching eight hours a day. So it can be a win-win, right? It's an, it's an interim. People you know, who may not be able to afford your personal training rates are, you know, but don't want to just general club membership. Sometimes you can meet them in the middle. And you and I both know, we all know that if people are, if they have a good sound nutrition program and they're sticking to something, right, they could do cardio cabinet making, making, right, which, you know, maybe some of your employees do, but if they're moving (laughs) with some structure and some frequency, they're still going to get a lot of the results that people come into the gym looking for. So, so that's one big thing, the semi-private training, 
Um, of course, it does come with its own specific type of marketing and sales platform, but a really good way to use a section like that. And then on the other side of that are those higher value, um, what you normally see in like a, you know, bootcamp gym or a CrossFit gym or something like that, the larger groups where it's a premium, right? You have some group classes now, but they're included in your club membership. Is that right? Yes, because it's me teaching them. Right. So <laughs> again, finding in, in, in between, you know, in of somebody who may be all right, four to $600 a month for semi-private, not in the budget, but I still want somebody to tell me what to do. And I understand I'm not going to get directed attention, but you know, if I'm in a class with 15, you know, ideally, you know, somewhere in that 10 to 20 range, maybe they'll pay 150, $200 a month. And again, you get to use that space, you know, whether it's a few hours a day, a couple, you know, you can build that because you already have that space that's underutilized. And again, it's just a matter of when people come into your facility, asking them, you know, which, which flavor of ice cream or what level that they want. It's like everybody comes in for the same reason, or they want to change something about their life, about their body, about their, their fitness. So now you have, Hey, we do, we do this, right? You can do personal training. You can do semi-private, you can do group classes, or you can just have a club membership. And then you're fishing from a big pond and then people can move up and down in your ranks and don't have to leave you. So now that these work in every instance for every gym, but just two things that we see those type of spaces getting utilized for, um, I think those are the biggest things. And again, when you have a shortage of qualified trainers, then trying to leverage how many people can they help? How much value can they add to my clients? If I only can get one Bob, right? I can only get him eight, eight hours a day. There's only so much he can do. Like, can he only help 20 clients or can he help 200? So just, just some ways to leverage, especially when finding people um, can be a little bit tougher. So uh, Dustin, I see you jotting down notes over there. So it sounds, I get the wheels turning there anyway, you know, not to say that the other two of you aren't, aren't paying attention, but you know, hopefully that's, that's valuable for you. Um, we have a few minutes left. Um, Anything else you guys are working on? Anything else you're looking to add? Anything else that, that's been a hot topic for you? Or did, did we cover the big hot buttons for 2022? I think the other thing that just regarding um, the Giffen Interiors crew, I think that it's in addition to what they're doing to have a healthier staff down there at Giffen Interiors, you know, they're, those clientele, is com they're coming into Fitness Fanatics as club members. So mm -hmm. we're to encourage them maybe to pick up with a trainer, um, Giffen Interiors is just going to supplement. They're going to pay a portion of their training fee. So they'll they'll pay the trainer up front, and then after their um, their employee uses that ten sessions because we usually sell ten session packages, right? Mm -hmm. So with that trainer will let us know that those that Giffen Interior employee has used those ten sessions. Giffen, Giffen Interiors is going to reimburse that employee for a percentage of that, which I think that that's really great. Like what a great incentive for those people who those 82 people have been sitting down there and we're waiting for them to come in waiting because we just want to help them. We just want to make them more fit. But we thought, well, that would be another great way to not not they don't have to train forever. They maybe buy one 10 sessions and they don't have to use them within the first month. They could maybe, you know, use one to a month or whatever. 
So they start to learn and get educated, but they're also being reimbursed, which I think is awesome. And then they've got their own network of friends and family and, and to help sp spread that out. Yeah. So a couple of things I want to touch on there quickly or as quickly as we can here. One is um, incentivizing them by, by giving them a, a discount or somehow working it into their compensation plan certainly gives you, you're piloting what could look like a corporate wellness program for other businesses in the area. So you have a, a captive audience mm -hmm. where you can try some different things. And, and um, you know, we do see some gyms that have success with these corporate wellness things. Sometimes the discount is, is interesting, but um, you know, status in the workplace, you know, uh, you know, Joanne, you know, is our superstar, you know, fitness uh, example of the month or whatever it is. And it goes up in a break room or there's, there's some way, you know, people, money is cool, but people do also like status and recognition. So one of those things, you know, trying to figure out, and you can, you can try as many different things as you want because you, you own the business and, and you can see what works and then, and then run with it. Um, you had a question, Natalie, you were going to throw oh, something. Well, I was just going to say, just from being in a service industry, um, my personal belief is that I feel that, you know, what we do is you can never discount a trainer service. Do you know what I mean? Like, so I, I would rather say, listen, if you purchase 10 sessions from me, you've been with me forever. I'm going to give you two more training sessions because if I discount what they're paying, they're like, oh, well, she paid me X amount and now I'm getting the same type of service from her for less amount of money. How This doesn't make sense. So with the Giffen Interiors crew, the trainer is still making their trainer's money, which I think is great for the trainer. Like the, just because they're the Giffen Interiors person is getting reimbursed, the trainer is still making their cut of the cut of the money up front. So it's not taking anything away from the trainer, which mm -hmm. I think is important. It's an important piece of the puzzle because who would be like, okay, great, I'm training these guys and now I'm making less for me, and that's not the case. I just think that you know, I I professionally would rather give someone you've been a customer you've trained 20 sessions here's you know two or three extra sessions because i know that they're, they're consistent they've been with me for five ten years you know, yeah me, there's there's a lot questions. of a lot of things that you can play with in there and and we could brainstorm on this for a while for anybody out here listening consult your tax professional your cfo whoever that may be we're, right. we're not legal advisors here but uh, one other thing that i that i have seen is um even employers who don't own the other business where clearly your cost is a little better cost basis to do it. They, you know, if you have an idea or you can get some data for what it costs you to, to have employees out or your claims or anything like that, you may say like, Hey, if you go to the gym, you know, I don't know, whatever your engagement number is, you go 12 times a month, we're going to give you a 25 cent raise in your paycheck for as long as you're doing that or a quarterly bonus, you know, uh, you know, we're going to give you whatever it is, a dollar for every time you show up at the gym. So there are different ways you can incentivize consumption on the club membership level. And then those people, if they're there might say, well, Hey, I'm already coming here. I might as well get better results. And, and then they may upsell themselves into other services. So I think you have there's a lot of room to grow that. And, um, you know, being a, a double small business owner, you get, you get some 
leeway there. So then, like you said, we're, we're in the suburbs that we're in, where there's a whole bunch of other businesses around right in this area. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of them still, still remote, uh, from, from COVID, but, uh, oh, sorry, we weren't going to say the name, but, uh, <laughs> that's fine. um, but yeah, that's, uh, we can, I, there's a lot of experimentation we can do and then roll it out, uh, to other local businesses for sure. Yeah. And my last mini point there, um, that I think will be helpful because you can't call up, you can't call up, you know, the, the local department store or whatever, you know, a local manufacturer and say, hey, you should pay your, your employees more if they come to my gym, right? That doesn't serve them in a dollars and cents way. Obviously, we know a fit and healthy employee is going to cost you less. They're going to take less time off and all that stuff. But we've seen, um, you know, I had a guest on and he said, Every month is is employee is National Employee Wellness Month here, and uh, you know they calculate what the the uh, the cost is for each additional client on a basic membership, a club membership level here, where there isn't a lot of extra fulfillment. And he some he'll call and take twenty five clients from somebody's business and say, hey, if you have people that want to come and use this, I'll give them a month free, and then. It, it doesn't cost you, you're using the same amount of electricity or, you know, your overhead stays the same. And then if you have a, a sales process or a, a guidance, you know, some percentage of those people more than zero are going to buy supplements, buy training, buy classes. So there are definitely a lot of things that you can do, but having that small business test bed in, you know, in your ecosphere is, is really, um, it's going to give you a leg up long-term. So Unfortunately, we are just about out of time here. So um, my last question for you, and you can all take a shot at this or, or however way you want to handle it, but um, you know, you've had this couple of years of experience, been a wild ride in the fitness industry. You've been consumers, trainers, things like that. If you had anything that you'd want to share with our listeners, uh, words of wisdom, encouragement, any big lessons, things that stand out, now is the time to share. Well, I would say if you love it, do it. If you love it, do it. Because even in the, even, you know, when we were here at, in, at midnight painting the ceiling or whatever, I'm like, this is kind of fun. I kind of like it. You know, if you love it, do it. It's just a great atmosphere. So I say, you know what, if you, you do nothing, you get nothing, you know, give it a shot, you know, and, and find great people to be, to be with you, to do it. Yeah. I think. That you, you took the words out of my mouth is if there's some, if you love it, do it. But if you, if there's people you'd love to do it with, do it with them. Yeah. Couldn't agree more. I'm and sorry. Gordon, what was that? The other thing is it's scary is that, you know, when, when you love it, do it, but do it with the people that you love who like her would like to be around you because sometimes you're thinking the exact same thing. And that's sometimes how, you know, right. Mm-hmm. It just works. Gordon's got your back there too. He said he couldn't agree more. Correct. Awesome. Well, you guys, it's been a pleasure. I wish we could go on longer, but we are out of time here. Thank you so much for being with us. It's been, it's been great. Thank you. Thank you. you, You're welcome. And to everyone out there listening, as always, we appreciate you spending part of your day with us. We hope you found value and inspiration in this episode. If you'd like to hear more, hit the subscribe button. We'll notify you when new episodes drop. To everyone out there in Jim Lords Nation, keep working hard, keep kicking butt, keep changing lives. Jim Lords out. 
Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors. The Gym Lords Podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. The goal is simple, cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. To learn more, or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com. That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. Double your client results, double your income. You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate for free. Now stick around for the rest of this episode. Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I will be your host today. My name is Joe Fitzgerald, and joining us on the show is Alina Basaraba of Fit Nello, coming to you from California. Alina, what's going on? How are you today? I'm good. Thank you for having me on the show. I'm really excited to be on the show and share my story and talk about my gym. Absolutely excited to dive into this. And I'm excited because there's a couple of different aspects of this business and how you run it in general. But Alina, I don't want to to steal your thunder or paint on your canvas before we before we dive in on the business side of things and the strategies and the tactics. Why don't you tell us a little bit about how this whole thing came to be in the first place? What made you want to start Fitnello? So it has to absolutely trail back to my first love in fitness, which started about 12 years ago. Um, it was a definite thing. I started noticing year after year that my passion for fitness, for nutrition, uh, was really strong and it was more than a hobby. But as a mother, I knew that I would not be able to start a business and run a business at the time that my kids were small. So I kind of just, uh, went with the flow, realizing that I have, uh, talent i have gift and potential in this uh, especially the nutrition aspect and nutrition specifically for weight loss so how it started back in 2009 when i was still in college i started blogging so i was a food blogger and i started creating recipes and it was very evident that it was just a natural thing that um, started occurring where I would develop recipes that were clean foods, higher protein foods, and definitely something that would be beneficial to anyone who's trying to lose weight. So it was a really, really strong um, passion that led me towards um, developing, um, I would say by now hundreds of recipes. And I kept saying that I'm gonna publish a cookbook one day which I do, I actually have several by now. And um, in 2016, which was about five and a half years ago, my husband decided to build a gym for me at our home. Okay. So um, that's how it started. And I knew that I would want to uh, potentially like train people, but still at that time, my kids were still little and I was not ready to depart from them. Uh, in terms of having like a full-time job or as we know as business owners there's no sh- such a thing as full-time job like you literally work <laughs> around the clock there's no uh, clock in and clock out so 
with that, I went um, with that interest in uh, potentially doing this in the future. I um, went uh, and got certified as a personal trainer through ISSA, as okay. well as a uh, sports nutritionist. And kind of like I knew in the back of my mind that eventually I will do this. So it would be good for me to have uh, not just experience and passion, hobby, and my own interest in it. I, I do want to be certified. So uh, in 2019, uh, this is when I actually started thinking about, okay, I'm ready to do this. Uh, so it was about two and a half years ago. I literally just had everything I had was my probably by that time, nine to 10 year experience uh, and passion. That's all I had. And I knew that I want to do something that involves with coaching, specifically women. I knew right away I'm going to work only with women, helping them with weight loss struggles, with weight management, with educating them on training and benefits of training. I just had zero clue of where to start. Like, how do you start? You have a home gym, you have certifications, you have passion. How do you start? Where do you even market yourself? So the best uh, thing for me at that point was, okay, just open up Instagram and start with that. And that's exactly what I did. I opened up Instagram. Uh, it was uh, late year of 2019, like August, September timeframe. And I just started posting recipes, started posting workouts, went on my stories and just introduced myself as a weight loss coach. So that's how it started. Like yeah. it was literally, that's exactly how it started. And little did I know that on the weekend that I went on my stories, I signed up 10 people to want to coach with me. And uh, coaching involved me providing them a training protocols, cardio protocols, as well, as well as meal plan. And at that time, I still had a home gym. So I started offering one-on-one uh, -on -one personal trainings. And I was upfront. I said that it's not a commercial gym. It is a home studio, which was fully equipped. At that time, I had a squat rack. I had um, free weights. I had... Um, barbells as well as cable pulley machines so it was significant amount of equipment for me to be able to do like high quality uh, training sessions and it just one by one uh, people started coming and it was word of mouth and it was definitely yeah. i would have to say that it started with passion that's that's yeah. where it started and it really it sounds like it started from the ground up i mean even you mentioned I had been training myself. I had been in fitness for years. I had all kinds of experience when it came to yes. working out and knowing how to get people healthier and fitter. But yeah. when it came to starting a business, didn't know where to go, right? Didn't really know where to yeah. start. And I think that's a really, really common theme in our industry is that we have so many knowledgeable people on health, on fitness, on weight loss. But when it comes to the business side, it's hard. This, this is not something that they teach in school. Entrepreneurship, right? Running your own business. Where do we even go to learn these things? And so for you, it started an Instagram, starting with one client, starting with two clients, building yeah. from the ground up. Alina, give us an idea of the business as it stands now, right? How many people, how many members do you work with now? 
So uh, right now, uh, as far as uh, members that attend my gym, um, I would have, uh, I, I, I don't know the exact number, but I would say probably about 40, 40 members or so. But that's just people that pay membership and that are regulars. I also have a lot of people. I have at this point, I have active 217 clients in my database. And those are the people that either came to class at least once or have class credits that come and go. You know, people that worked with me coaching because with coaching, I'm remote. I do have clients out of state. And then they're, um, as far as the actual physical location of my gym, um, yeah, I would say a, about 40 to 50 people. Okay. And so it sounds like you have a number of different services here. We still have how you got started with the remote coaching, one-on-one -on -one helping people learn what they need to do from a workout perspective, from a nutrition perspective, from a cardio perspective, but with the in-person training, we've got classes and we've got one-on-one -on -one sessions that you do yes. on your own yes somewhere around 40 to 50 people coming to the in-person training it sounds like yes walk us through how you were able to get from zero just a handful of years to that 40 or 50 how what was the marketing like for you to get to that point so after i was running my business from a home studio for about i would say half a year or so, not seven months. Uh, basically when I started my business, it was literally uh, two months before COVID. So even though I kind of started to be present on social media and build my um, audience on social media in November, 2019, I launched off December, 2019. And as we know, uh, late February is when we started hearing about COVID-19 and, March 13th was a sharp cutoff of life <laughs> as you know, probably everybody can remember that very vividly. So when uh, I literally, I was just like about two months in operating and, you know, seeing clients one-on-one, -on -one, it was like a sharp, uh, you know, stop to everything. And because everything was unknown, everything was new and scary. Nobody knew what this is. You know, clearly I had to uh, stop seeing clients personally, which led me to be very innovative and very creative in my uh, online coaching and training. I have developed numerous training programs that were home friendly. And uh, it was around the time that equipment was scarce. It was really hard to even find free right. weights. Even if you, if you guys remember going on Amazon, 10 pound dumbbells were like a hundred dollars, if not more. Yeah. And the, you know, the shipment time was like two months out. It was really insane. So I actually created some very creative uh, ways to work out with rice bags and, you know, using like, it was crazy to remember the times <laughs> that you would use like gallons of water for weights uh, but I would do Zoom trainings. I would uh, do group uh, chats to keep my ladies uh, engaged, to keep them continuing working towards their progress. And I think that with that, I have built a very strong community and I have built trust with me as a coach and a trainer to show my community that I care above and beyond. Like, yes, I'm not able to 
like physically see you and train you, but I will be there for you every step of the way. And we're going to live this through whatever this is. And around May 2019, when things started to kind of clear up and like we knew nobody's going to die. It's not the end of the world. We're going to live. Uh, May 2020, I resumed back and I started seeing clients. Uh, so cl people, because I have built a trusted community, people started coming back to me and uh, I was seeing about seven to eight personal training clients a day at my home studio. And the mm -hmm. problem for me was a lot of my clients lived about 30 to 45 minutes away from where I live. And uh, I started thinking about like, okay, there's, you know, clearly this is working. I'm, I'm, I'm having clients, word of mouth, women are getting in shape, losing weight. They're calling their friends. They're calling their, you know, like the community was growing. So I started entertaining the thought of possibly getting a commercial building, but still at that point, COVID restrictions, everything was just so scary. And I'm like, I, I cannot commit to something. I cannot commit to a rent. I don't know what's going on. I mean, we're still in like heat of COVID shutdown and um, gyms were closed at that time. If you guys remember majority, at, at least in California, you know, that's where I'm from. Yeah. I remember very, very clearly, it was like June, 2020 gyms were shut down again. And it was so frustrating for people that train on a regular basis that don't have opportunity to work out from home because they don't have equipment. I mean, we're talking about hundreds of thousands of people being so frustrated, not being able to train. And I'm like, you know what, as scary as this is, I'm going to use this as an opportunity to actually launch my business and do group trainings outdoors. I'm going to yep. take all of my equipment and I'm going to drive out to local parks. I'm going to drive out of my area because I live so far and I'm going to meet my clients where in the area where they are and I'm going to offer group classes. And yep. I think that did you, did you spread the word about that on Instagram? Was that yes. how you got that out as well? Everything was on Instagram. And let me just say that fear was always present and fear of the unknown was always there. But as a new business owner, as a new potential gym owner, you have to understand that you will never know everything and you can never predict what's going to happen. If you have the desire and you have what it takes to carry your vision through, you just have to act. You cannot sit there, think about how you want to do this and think every scenario possible. You just have to say, you know what, I'm going to do what I want to do and whatever comes my way, I'm just going to navigate through it. So I'm like, I don't know what the hell I'm doing. I have like, literally, <laughs> this was my thought. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know how it's going to be, but what I'm going to do is I'm just going to post in my stories that, Hey, I'm doing group classes and I'm bringing my stuff. Like I'm bringing dumbbells. I'm bringing barbells. I'm bringing everything that you need to get a training. And sure enough, first class, 12 people showed up. Second class, 17 people showed up. My third class, and I did kind of like, I started on Friday, then I did a Saturday class and then did a Monday class. And my third class, only three people showed up. And I'm like, okay, it's yeah, reality sucks. hits, right? And 
I'm here. I'm with all of my equipment. I came here 45 minutes early just to get everything out of my truck, set everything up. But I'm going to have an attitude of uh, that I'm leading a class of 25 people. And I'm just going to do it with joy. I'm going to do it with passion. And I just stuck to my guns. I did it. And um, within, it was July 2020, within a month and a half, I had solid classes of like 18, 20 people. Like girls were just coming. And at that time, you have to understand, I didn't have any platform of payment besides Venmo and DMing, messaging, text messaging. I didn't have any way to enroll to a class. I didn't know anything. Like I literally just went blindfolded. Yeah. <laughs> and and along Alina, the way, this, this is this is awesome because there are so many people like you in our industry where they have this passion, they have this idea, but launching the business side of it is an entirely different game. I absolutely love that you were just like, screw it. Like I'm going to do this. I'll figure it out along the way. Right. Exactly. That was the attitude. You just, you, you can't, because if you're trying to do something you've never done, guess what? You're always going to have the fear of the unknown and you just have to pass through that. Like you just have to go and do it. Yep. And so with the, the Instagram, with you using social media to really get the word out about this grow both your online coaching and your in-person gym, have you utilized paid advertising on Instagram yet? Or is this all done organically? It's done all organically. And I would have to say all word of mouth and results. Uh, my clients were, they, they were having incredible results. And I think that that's what drives is when one person starts to finally lose weight and the approach that I had was uh, wellness and um, mental and emotional uh, health was what made my program unique. And being that I'm a foodie and also a recipe creator, I was able to provide resources for my clients with recipes and meal ideas where they never felt like they were dieting and that a unique approach made women just tell everybody they know and it's it's word of mouth because in the beginning well who knows about you if they never heard about you right so you're never gonna hire somebody who you never heard about from anyone just because you saw on a paid promotional ad uh, it was word of mouth. I did use promotion ads, but they never honestly really worked for me. Okay. So you've tried it. It just was not yeah. the best. Yeah. I did the Facebook okay. ads and I did, uh, promos, but it was just a lot of hard work. I'm not going to sugarcoat anything. It was nonstop work. I, um, I, I just, I put a lot of content. I put a lot of information on my social media that made people understand that, you know, I, I'm not here just to make a quick buck. I'm a real deal and I'm clearly passionate about what I do. And I think it stems from understanding women's frustration with weight loss, because I personally went through it. I do come from bodybuilding world and competing and doing uh, bikini competitions where I was the person who did two hours of cardio and ate tilapia and broccoli for four meals out of my day. And I know the misery that 
it can be and it doesn't have to be to lose weight or get in shape. Yeah. And and so Alina, as we look to the future, right? We've talked about really how business came to be and, and what you've done to, to get it off the ground. Now that things are starting to solidify, we have a commercial space for training clients consistently. What is the next step for you? What does the future hold for Fitnella? Well, the future is to build a team and grow my company and um, definitely getting um, to the point where I'm not running the business as well as training because I've done that for solid now going on to fifth month or sixth month. And it, it, it is, um, you, you come to realize that it's either you're going to lose your sanity or you're just going to burn out. So trusting to start hiring people and growing your team to pass on your knowledge, to pass on your expertise, your passion, yeah. and training your your team to to deliver what you want to deliver but you physically do not have the time because again i'm a mother i have two boys i have a sixth grader and a third grader i'm a wife and you know working 15 16 17 hour days is unrealistic it's just not realistic right yeah you do you you get really really exhausted but you know the thing that comes with owning your business is that there's no days off. You can't just wake up and say one day, Oh, I don't feel good. I'm going to call in sick. <laughs> it doesn't work like that. Nope. So you start uh, thinking and expanding um, your vision to where it's no longer you just providing the services. You need to start growing a, a company and that's a huge step. This is like me coming from, hey, I, I love training. I love helping women. I love doing this, this and that. But at this point, it's like, okay, I am located in a very prestigious area in Rockland, California. I have like an amazing location where you can see me literally from all four corners of the intersection. And, you know, like thousands and thousands of cars pass by each day and they see Fitnello. They go online they read about it. So people are starting to come in because they tell me like, Hey, I saw, you know, your gym, I went online, looked it up. And, you know, like in this day and age, you're not just growing business physically. You're also growing business online and your online presence. It takes a lot of work, a yep. lot of work and not to mention social media because it started with Instagram. I do have a pretty solid standing on social media and that's a lot of work. So at this point, I have four people that are working just on social media. Mm -hmm. And so you've started to build the team out, but building the, the in-person team out is really the next step. Yes, for you, it's right? the next step because, first of all, to find quality people is really hard this day and age. I mean, everywhere you go, you know, you see now hiring signs. I don't know what happened to people <laughs> of this age, but, you know, people are just lazy they just want to come in clock in clock out get a paycheck and go like it's very difficult to find a dedicated passionate person who understands your vision and and wants to carry through it's it's a probably one of the hardest thing in terms of building your business out and what i started doing is i started spotting 
clients that became uh, that you become close with from just working uh, very closely for a long time. And I've seen several girls that I help to transform their lives in a way with helping them lose a lot of weight, transform their bodies, their mindset. And you build this um, incredible working relationship. But now what you can do is you can create that client into your employee. <laughs> so that's what I started doing. I just started recruiting my girls that have been on my team for a long time and asking them, would they be interested? Yeah. And, and so Alina, I mean, it's, it's fascinating because this conversation, so many people are trying to figure out exactly what you're trying to figure out. How can I go from having this successful business where I'm doing everything? How can I start to bring on people to offload some of that from my plate? Because it's not realistic for everybody to work 16, 17, 18 hours yes. when you do have a family, when yeah. you are getting a little bit further into the business. And so that's the real challenge. And I think there are plenty of other people also trying to figure that out. And so it's, it's certainly, you're not alone in that, but uh, that's probably a pretty good place to start to wrap this up. But I want to give you the chance to tell people where they can find out a little bit more about this business. Is there a website? What's the, the Instagram? Yeah. Account? So there's fitnello.com. There's uh, fitnello underscore Instagram. There's team fitnello Instagram that is geared towards women that are already working with me. Lots of nutrition content, lots of recipes on my website. I have all of my cookbooks available that are all like macro friendly, my training programs, like everything. Perfect. And so to everyone who tuned in, make sure we connect with Alina and Fitnello on those platforms. Alina, it's been an absolute blast to host this conversation. And I really appreciate your contribution when it comes to this overall conversation of how can we improve as entrepreneurs. I really, really thank you for your time. And I'm excited to see what the next step is for you as a business owner. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me on this podcast. Absolutely. And so to everyone who tuned in, we appreciate you as well. Don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. If you're interested in joining us to talk about your business model within the fitness industry, click the link in the description, fill it out. Our team will be in touch with you soon. And as always, until next time, Jim Lord's out. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com. Four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, Tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.